Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast of Tech.eu, number 175 already, imagine that. I am your humble host, Robin Wouters, I'm the founder of Tech.eu, I'm filling in for the time being for Andre Degler from our team, who will be back in the podcasting saddle in August. Today, our news editor, Annie Musgrove, will be discussing a couple of major stories that hit the newswires in the past week. Every Friday afternoon, we publish the 10 biggest European tech news items of the week, uh, which you may want to keep an eye out for. Or better yet, subscribe to our newsletter. And today we are going to highlight some of those stories in this podcast episode. Later on, you can and you should also listen to my interview with Steve King. He's the co-founder and CEO of Black Swan, which is a fast-growing AI technology startup based in the UK. But first, uh, let's hear from Annie Musgrove, our Berlin-based news editor, who is going to highlight some of the biggest news in European tech from last week. Arguably the biggest ongoing news story in European tech is the downfall of German payment processor Wirecard. Last week, the company announced that it's filing for insolvency, merely days after revealing a gaping 1.9 billion euro hole in its accounts and the stepping down and subsequent brief arrest of its CEO. Wirecard's German arm has opened proceedings at a district court in Munich, citing impending insolvency and over-indebtedness. It's currently evaluating whether insolvency applications have to be filed for subsidiaries of the wider Wirecard group. The UK's Financial Conduct Authority already ordered Wirecard UK to cease all regulated activity last Friday. To be continued, no doubt. But another payment processor, British startup Checkout.com, which specializes in e-commerce and digital payments, announced last week that it has tripled its market valuation to 5.5 billion US dollars after securing a 150 million dollar Series B funding round. The firm is benefiting from the shift to online shopping during the global pandemic, reporting a 250% surge in online transactions between May 2019 and May 2020. The Series B round was led by Co2, along with participation from existing investors, including Insight Partners, DST Global, Blossom Capital, and Singapore's Sovereign Wealth Fund. Also in the UK, sales platform for used cars Kazoo has reached unicorn status after raising a little over $31 million, or £25 million, to spur growth, which puts the company's valuation over $1 billion. Kazoo closed a round of £100 million earlier this year, so now its total raised has hit £200 million in a pretty short amount of time. In fact, the company was founded only 18 months ago by serial entrepreneur Alex Chesterman, who's best known for his earlier involvement in companies like Love Film and Zoopla. Draper Esprit is joining the company as a new investor alongside DMG Ventures and General Catalyst. Going back to Germany, Facebook has been ordered to stop merging and sharing user data across its platforms, including WhatsApp and Instagram, according to a ruling by the country's highest court. On Tuesday, June 23rd, the federal Supreme Court ruled that with this practice, Facebook had effectively abused its dominant market position, confirming the opinion of Germany's federal antitrust agency, known as the Bundeskartellamt, which states that Facebook is exploiting its dominant market position to gain an advantage. Specifically, this involves the collection and processing of user data, for example, to create profiles from which consumer behavior can be deduced. Thanks to these profiles, Facebook can display personalized advertising and then demand higher fees from advertisers. The decision will be temporarily enforced, but it's still not final as Facebook may continue appealing the ban. And over in France, fintech startup Swile, which offers employee rewards and benefits through a custom card and app has raised 70 million euros in a funding round led by Index Ventures, 
with Large Venture joining for the first time and prior backer ID Invest participating as well. Founded in 2018 by Loïc Sobriand, under the name Luncher, Swile has now raised 115 million euros in total. Its latest valuation was not disclosed. The Paris-based startup has declared war on the outdated, paper-based meal voucher market in France by providing a range of digital solutions. It plans to use the capital injection to both extend beyond its e-meal vouchers and lunch break experiences, and to expand internationally, starting with Brazil. Thank you very much, Annie. And now I invite you to listen to my interview with Steve King, co-founder and CEO of Black Swan, which is a UK startup that uses artificial intelligence to, in some ways, predict the future. All right, so this is uh, Robin from uh, Tech.eu, and I'm joined here remotely, of course, uh, by Steve King, who is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Black Swan, uh, which is a UK startup uh, that uses artificial intelligence to analyze online conversations, a company that I actually never heard of. So, Steve, very welcome uh, to the show. And please, uh, in your own words, can you sort of describe uh, what you do as a company? Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Uh, so Black Swan's a company that predicts consumer behavior. We, we listen to all the public conversations on the internet. So when someone's talking about what they want to do in the weekend, what products they might want to buy in the future, who they like, who they love, we use all of that information, um, which is publicly available, um, combined with artificial intelligence, just to look at trends and to look to see where people's behavior is changing, what they're going to want to do in the future. And we do that then to deliver that to our clients so they can understand how to build better products that people are going to want um, in the future. And do you do this across uh, languages, cultures, regions? It's a great question. So anywhere where people are talking about what they want to do on the internet and what they're doing on the internet, we Black Swan can work. So we work across nine different languages. There are places in the world like North Korea, where it's obviously a little bit harder to understand, you know, what people are talking about on the internet. But generally, anywhere there's public conversation, Black Swan can help brands understand that place. Yeah. That, that makes it probably quite interesting for global brands in particular. Uh, what are some of the clients that you're working with currently? Sure. And you're absolutely right. Global brands, you know, find it hard to understand the world in, in hell. So this kind of technology is brilliant because, you know, you don't have to get around the world to, to really understand it. So likes of PepsiCo, um, Danone um, uh, are customers of ours. Uh, we also work in the aviation industry, likes of sort of Panasonic and Gate Group. Uh, what do you mind the data for specifically? Just out of interest, is it mostly purchase intention? Is it just general sentiment? Uh, what, what is it all about? So that's that's a brilliant question, and I think when we when we first started Black Swan, we probably didn't know the answer to that question. What what we're really finding now is we're really able to understand trends. So what are the individual elements of a product that people are really interested in? So a, a good example a few years ago was matcha. You know, before matcha became a thing that we all now have in our tea, or we might have in a powder, or we might have in our smoothie. You know, matcha was a thing that a few people were talking around in the world in little cafes trying it out. So so Black Swan is able to just go and identify a trend when it's really really early and then take that trend out and really look at it and say hey what are the kind of people using matcha what are they using it for what what are people talking about when they're using it? what else are they doing it what's associated so that we can then deliver all that information to a brand to say hey look at matcha as a, a thing to use um, a product and to make a product around and this is how you identify with consumers who want to use it in the future so if I get this correctly, this is mostly used for market research and maybe long term, you know, how to develop new products and services and not necessarily to, for example, analyze conversations so they can respond in real time. 
Exactly right. So there's some amazing social listening um, uh, sort of companies you're able to deal with the exact now. Black Swan's really interested in the in the longer term future. Great. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about the history of the company? How did it come about? Sure. Black Swan was uh, started about seven years ago, as most good ideas, in a pub um, up in Canada. Um, and the idea really was that a lot of companies weren't using the data they had or had no idea how to use other data. You know, they were having hard enough job just using their sales data to understand, you know, how to make better products. But they were ignoring things like weather. They were ignoring things like social conversations. Um, I founded it with um, fellow founder Hugo Amos. And he uh, coined this idea of the black swan. So, um, in in the UK, a black the story of the black swan comes from the 16th century. We used to say, "Oh, that's about as likely as seeing a black swan," because there were no black swans. You know, it was impossible to think of the Queen's animal. You know, a white swan. You know, it just was inconceivable there could be a black swan until you know we looked at new data. We looked outside in Australia, where of course there were loads of black swans, and that whole phrase then just fell aside. And we just loved that idea that people weren't looking wide enough for the data sources in order to understand what the future might hold. And really, that was just a little a little concept which we started a business on um little boutique business on quite bad at predicting because we thought it would be like 11 or 12 people and now there's 250 but we oh, just wow. love this idea of of going out there and finding data and, and since then it's kind of st it's sort of steamrolled forward yeah that's quite a substantial amount of uh, staff already and you were also named one of the fastest growing tech companies in the uk i understand uh raised quite a bit of funding in the meantime so are you doing quite well it's actually funny that i've never heard of this company before but I've heard of the term black swan before, and actually it was used quite a lot in reference to the current global pandemic that we have on our hands uh, by, by some organizations. So obvious question, how is this crisis affecting you as a company? It's it's huge for us. I mean, it's it's fascinating. So uh, I'm often asked, you know, could did black swan predict the COVID-19 virus? Well, we don't, you know, we don't really have the data that can predict viruses. That, that yes, doesn't really exist anywhere. Um, but what we can do is we can listen to people's opinions and how they are changing and how their behavior is changing. And we can then reformat that and make it in a way that's useful for brands. I mean, we've had to completely pivot our products because we're normally looking at six months in advance but we've had a huge black swan moment that's changed the context of everything every way we live it's unprecedented but what we can do now there is enough patterns in different countries there are you know people are changing we're able to listen to all those conversations just tease out what's changed about being a human being and just make that useful then to all our brands to say look if you just change the way you're talking or if you change your product to be a little bit more like this then you know it'll be much more accepted in this new world Wow, to, to the degree that you're allowed to, can you share any of the specific findings that you've shared with uh, some of your clients? Yeah, so we the biggest sector we're seeing change is obviously in aviation, because no one no one yet in the Western world is flying. Or that this time when we record this, you know, we're beginning to see some changes in flights um, in, in China. That whole world is changing from the way of, you know, the way you used to get served food. People aren't comfortable with that anymore. So you know, we're predicting complete change in the way that you'll be served your food. You may go to the front to order it. You know, obviously for the next three months, we're not going to be sitting next to people. So some fairly obvious things, but we're also seeing some much deeper insight in categories so if you imagine you've got the culture of human beings changing on the top a lot of those insights are reasonably obvious you know people social distancing is going to be here to stay people's you know want for food uh, for cleaner products is something that's going to be here to stay for foreseeable future but where we're being really useful is if you just go down into the category like what does that really mean for you know for drinks um or what does that really mean for foods and for as an example in in, in drinks we're seeing a little 
little bit of a swing where everyone's gone, you know, completely healthy. Yeah, obviously people are still got a little bit of healthy, but there's a little more comfort. Um, alongside that comfort, there's anything that's been seen to be fighting a virus. So you can listen to the internet, see the kind of things that people are talking about when they're they're talking about what they want to drink to do it, and that's helping our clients formulate new drinks, which you'll see you know, in the next couple of months. Fantastic. Um, so now this pivot to the new, um, you know, sort of repurposing uh, your current product. Uh, do you think that's going to be a long-term thing or do you think it's just because the, the situation demands it? That's an awesome question. <laughs> that's well, awesome. thank you. <laughs> so so we, we quickly produced two different products, one called Pulse, one called Beacon. As I said, um, the cultural changes of so what's changing in society, Pulse, I think that's here to stay. You know, um, what we're definitely seeing is, you know, almost in a week by week basis, things are changing and products are changing on shelves. So as an example, you know, we're seeing a lack of flour here in the UK because we've just seen a pattern of human beings go to panic, panic, panic. Okay, now I want to try home cooking. Cooking. Now I want to buy something on Amazon I can home cook with. Oh, there's no flour left on the shelf. So we're seeing, you know, we're seeing these kind of cultural changes happen, you know, on on, on a week by week basis. I think that will um, be here to stay. Um, what we call Beacon, which is really looking at a category that may be alcohol as a category or, you know, um, snacks as a category. Yeah, they have changed temporarily. So there's a bit of a, you know, a context switch to what people used to do. Everything we predicted before has changed slightly. Um, but really, you know, that will settle in time, you know, and a lot of our customers are now, you know, how am I going to make up for lost time? You know, where, how do I get back to normal? They're seeing this as a blip in the prediction rather than the new. So a lot of our products really are then designed more long term to say, look, what will we probably really be the same in six months when they come out? And, you know, therefore the same products in Black Swan will exist. Right. Um, you mentioned you had a number of clients in the aviation industry. Uh, in fact, it goes a bit uh, beyond that because you also have a product specifically for airlines called Feather, I, I, I think it was called. What are some of the things you've seen? Because they've, they've obviously been impacted enormously and very, very um, rapidly as well. So what, what, what are your findings there? Yeah, it's really tough time, you know, and really tough for even the people in working in Black Swan because you know, everyone's obviously concerned. There's no real path forward, you know, for um, for how quickly this will change, apart from maybe looking at China and the load levels there. I mean, we do um, what we are seeing is a fundamental change in the industry. I mean, what a lot of the airlines are having to do now is generate uh, quite a lot of extra cash after this event because they're having to borrow a lot of government money and and private equity money so what we're seeing is a trend from the airlines to more revenue generating services so for example things like free food will probably be a thing of the past um but what will change as well is the way they serve so we're already seeing um you know people not wanting to use cash anymore because it's seen as dirty not wanting to hand over their card so you'll see airlines move to very much in the same way you'd see a small coffee shop move you know where things are becoming tighter you know much more contactless and much much less human contact. So they, I mean, at the moment it's in the floor and everyone's uh, duly concerned, but there are some airlines now saying, look, how do we make sure we look after our passengers in the future? You know, what are the, what are the services we can offer to get people flying again and get people to see their loved ones? Right. So uh, how is this, um, aside from your clients, how is this uh, in fact impacting you as a business today in, the, in terms of daily operations? Because you have 250 staff, so that means a lot of them are working from home now. Has it been a massive change for you? 
This has been a huge change for Black Swan. I mean, if you look at the functional level of, you know, our, our developers, our data scientists, you know, those guys have already been great at this. You know, they're really good at using tools like Slack and Jira. So uh, we actually received a report that we've been more effective um, last month than we've ever been before, just because I think a lot of the kind of daily coming to work and um, dis interruptions we give our introverts, you know, is, is, is kind of out of the way. But as I said, it's, it's an unprecedented change in, obviously when you work in the aviation industry you need to be able to respond to those events so our guys have just been amazing i can't thank them enough you know we've had pay cuts across the business we've had people we started a um our own COVID-19 fund to help people who are really struggling because our guys are in uh, Budapest, South Africa, where economies are not holding up you know, like um, you know, Europe, other places in Europe and the US. So I think weirdly, even though it's all torn us apart, it's brought us closer together. Um, we speak every day um, on what we call the Daily Swan, where we share funny things, random things, serious things. And we're just trying to be as honest as we possibly can and share as much information as we can about, um, you know, being alone and coping with that and how the business is going to survive this and the, and the hard decisions we have to make. So it's just, it's a really, you know, it's in a way it's really inspiring. You know, when you see people come together the way that they've come together across the world in order to support us and get through this is incredible. But, you know, we can't pretend it hasn't made an impact. All right. So one of the, the, the things that you said about the fund is quite interesting. Uh, what I also find quite inspiring is the White Swan uh, charity that you've set up uh, that I found on your website, which I didn't know quite a lot about. So can you maybe elaborate on that? Yes, sure. White Swan um, comes from people in Black Swan wanting to make a difference. So obviously our technology is used by big brands like PepsiCo um, who can afford it. There are a lot of charities um, and not-for-profits who can't afford to use this kind of technology. Originally, it was inspired by my sister who had a hard-to-diagnose disease for six years. In the UK, you know, you get 11 minutes with a doctor. You know, a hard to diagnose disease can be six or seven years before it's diagnosed. Um, Judy, my sister, would be brilliant in the mornings, but by the evenings, you know, was in a wheelchair and being sort of spoon fed and, and helped in the toilet. And just in this cycle again and again, and no one could really find what it was. We used our technology to look at the features of how she described her problems, you know, getting tired through the day, her foot was curling, some strange things like that. Um, and we were able to map it using uh, NLP, natural language processing, with other people saying similar things in like, blogs and forums all around the world. And once you've got that kind of mapping together, like two pieces of DNA that map together, you're able to go and speak to these people and say, hey, this is my sister. You know, this is what we're seeing. Are you seeing a similar thing? And we had an un president response we had over 13,000 people respond to her story when we posted it in these places we took all that data and mapped it against rare diseases uh, and found she over indexed on two or three things uh, which we took to the doctor and they um, kindly tested her for it and she we found out she's got early onset Parkinson's and um, she's running around now she's fit and well you know uh, that was uh, years ago as I'm uh, incredible but for me that was yeah she's incredible but just the, the reaction of everyone in Black Swan which is like well now we must move forward and do something with it um so we've been picked up by the NHS in the UK um lately and are in um, their accelerator program for using this technology to help people map with other people who have similar problems um as well as um looking at an exciting project for Kaggle in the White House as well so this is just a you know good guys trying to make a difference with the skills and the technology they have yeah, across the world, really. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic and inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Maybe as a, as a final question, just from, from your point of view, 
What is the UK startup ecosystem now uh, today, given the crisis? But also, do you think they'll get through this? Uh, like everyone will get through this in in one piece uh, at the end of it. Uh, so uh, the UK system is going to have a really bumpy time, you know. But I've, you know that entrepreneurs and startups—that's kind of what we do. <laughs> the things have changed. We're all stressed, but we'll all bounce back stronger. You know, that's kind of being able to be. Uh, able to move with the flow is part of an entrepreneur's DNA. You know, it's what makes you live and what gets you alive. So I'm, I'm not worried about startups. So I worry about, you know, making sure people are okay in the short term. And will we survive? Yes, of course we will. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to be talking to some Chinese investors at the moment and just hearing them on the other side, they're asking questions like, how are we going to make it for lost time? You know, uh, and actually celebrating being in a traffic jam, you know, wearing their mask because of pollution rather than, you know, because of COVID-19. So, you know, when you get, if you're lucky enough to talk to those people and hear them on the other side, they're still worried about second disease and everything, but life is carrying on for them. And, you know, if it is for them, it will for us as well. Great. Well, that's a great note to close on. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Steve, for joining us and uh, talking about uh, Black Swan. It's quite interesting for me to get to know the company, and I'm sure our listeners will agree. Uh, thank you so much for your time. It was great talking to you. Thank you for inviting me. And this is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it. Please help us spread the word. Tell a friend or colleague or family member about the show and follow our updates on Twitter at tech underscore EU. Audio engineering for this podcast is done by Sound Pulse, that is sound-pulse.com. Please feel free to email us with any questions, suggestions, and opinions at podcast.tech.eu. I am going to talk to you next Monday, still filling in for Andrew Daigler. Until then, please enjoy your week and take care. Bye-bye.